All right, everybody. Are you ready for a spectacular show? Introduce the original bad hombre, the amazing nerd, the hardest working Antifa boys on George Soros's payroll. With Pablo Morale Martinez and Ernesto Mancibo, only on Radio Free Brooklyn. Dear listeners, you're joining in. I'm Pavel, obviously, the high one. Um, and, <laughs> and my host, the handsome, the ever amazing. Oh, thanks, man. <laughs> the- <laughs> and I'm Ernesto Mancibo. <laughs> That's right. The amazing. The stunningly single Ernesto Mancibo. And painfully single. The uh, starting to develop a complex about it single. <laughs> oh, come on, man. Yeah, this is going to turn into a therapy session. Um, <laughs> uh, just uh, just a side note real quick. I think, um, I think there might be an extra delay than usual uh, in regards to our communication back and forth. Um, uh, yes. It might might be I because you're too. My, <laughs> I sense it too. Um, it might be because you're on a PC. It's just, uh, just so you know. We know we've we've got to adjust a little bit, but uh, but yeah. Well, okay. Uh, let's get. <laughs> I feel like we've we've steered off the beaten path quite a, quite a lot. Uh, <laughs> let's talk about. Well, uh, first things first. I know we're going to talk about the Winter Soldier. We're going to talk about Godzilla Mm -hmm. versus Kong. Yes, yes. But first. (coughs) Oh, man. Dude. What are you drinking there? I am drinking Old Forester Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey 100 Proof. Nice. Um, But yes, uh. So I I think I want to talk about uh, uh, Matt Gates. Ooh, his whole all scale. right. Holy shit! Just very briefly, I want to touch on this because I can't believe QAnon didn't realize that the calls were coming from inside the house. <laughs> oh man! So according to him, this is some sort of giant uh black male sort of conspiracy set up against him to get 25 million dollars out of him um and meanwhile it's just coming uh, all of it's coming out of the woodwork that even his fellow republicans do not like him they're like this guy is a piece of shit he would show pictures of his conquests uh on his phone on the Senate floor. Like, you know, he pops all this shit about the sanctity of of that building and the things that they do. Meanwhile, he's, you know, he's showing like boob pics and butt pics of these women who I assume are trusting him uh, with these images. And it's just like, oh, look what I look what I hit last night. And you know what? Is anybody really surprised? You 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 know uh, you know those tweets uh, those tweet responses that he would make anytime one of uh, Trump's daughters 
would put up a picture of herself. Which which Trump daughter is it? It's it's the one who tries to stay out of the limelight, if you can believe it. Um, oh, Tiffany? Is it Tiffany? Yeah, I think it's Tiffany. Anytime she posts a picture of herself, he's just like, he posts like heart emojis and stuff like that and says these comments that just makes everybody go ill. Like, ill. Oh, man. I mean, look, um, to me, he just strikes me as the seedy, because he's from, like, he strikes me as the kind of seedy landlord at a um, at a uh, trailer park. He's like a trailer mm-hmm. park landlord. Yeah. Uh, who is really trying to pass off like he's super suave, so he wears, like, have you seen his, the way he wears his hair? It's like... Mm-hmm. Like two stories tall, like yep. gelled to perfection, mm-hmm. um, and he's got like that Chad energy about him, dude. Big, it's, it's big Chad it's, energy. Yeah, but th- uh, this dude is gross uh, to <laughs> say the least. But it, also, he it, this isn't his only scandal because it's like it's not enough that he is basically saying hey look what i banged last night yeah 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 <laughs> um he's it's basically like he's he's uh showing like uh women who are underage who are, who are minors mm. um he's also linked to a quote like he could possibly be linked allegedly to a sex trafficking ring and Holy an shit. illegal id ring like this dude is like crimes <sighs> <laughs> Let oh. there be crimes, for my name oh. is Gates, <laughs> and the he only is... thing that passes through me is illegality. He is, uh, he is just the worst, and I hope that um, everything that turns up just gets him kicked out of everything, out of Congress, out of whatever country club he's a part of. Um, I hope he has his Amazon Prime membership revoked. I hope every single thing that he can get kicked out of, he gets <laughs> kicked out of. Because this guy, uh, he's just he's just a piece of trash. He's just a piece of trash. And it looks, like, it looks like he has no friends. Absolutely no friends in Congress. So we'll see. Yeah. So um, number two. On that list is going to be Ted Cruz, right? Who oh, just God. loses what you, everything. What do you do now? <laughs> well, just people hate him in general. Ah, okay. <laughs> um, including me. Like, he's, he's a royal piece of shit. Right now, um, he's, he, he is crying about... Um, he's using a very serious subject right now. Uh, very disgustingly, you know, uh, the whole issue of children being detained and separated from their families is still a big issue right now. Mm-hmm. Currently, it's like uh, it's something that I personally feel that uh, Biden is dragging his feet on. Agreed. <laughs> I mean, I know he's taking steps towards righting the wrongs and trying to re- reunify uh, children with their families. Um, I think more should be done for, towards that. But ob- obviously, he's got to clean up the mess. And this is not me uh, making apologies for Biden. Um, but at the same time, I, I understand that there are, are a lot of fires 
that he has to undo because mm-hmm. of because of Trump. Yeah. So uh, so basically, uh, Ted Cruz is using the whole thing with child detainment uh, to his advantage and basically crying about it like every day on fucking Twitter. He's just like, Biden puts kids in cages, this and that. I'm just like, where was this outrage? <laughs> where was it? Like four years ago. Where where where? Where does the where wert thou, Ted Cruz, Rafael Cruz? The dude is so hated by everyone, even his own name hates him. His name is Rafael <laughs> Cruz, and he changed it to Ted. Oh, is it really? Oh, yeah. Oh, fuck this is fucking. Guy. He's fucking Cuban. Ah, so anyway, uh, he's a piece of shit, and uh, <laughs> for, former um, uh, Senate Majority Leader John Boehner. Do you remember him? Uh, oh my god! Tan, like he was, he had the t- Trump tan before the Trump tan actually became the Trump tan. Yes, um, yes, he did. Yeah, you remember him? Uh-huh. He's so he's writing he's writing a book, uh, uh, an autobiography, you know, and there is a sound clip that is hilarious that I suggest you listen to. It's amazing, <laughs> of John Boehner basically recounting his memories. And then basically, and I'm paraphrasing. So he's basically like, like, (laughs) no lie, dude. He was like, fuck Ted Cruz. Like, it was a fucking, like, uh, like, it was Tupac on a mixtape in the 90s. Like, he just out of nowhere was just like, fuck Ted Cruz. (laughs) Oh, my God. Well, I mean, again, is it really any surprise? I mean, I typically, you know. You're not supposed to judge a book by its cover, but when you look at Ted Cruz's face, it's like, oh, you're an asshole. Like, that's what you are. Every, <laughs> everything else is just like, uh, is just an extra, but he has that, he just has that look on his face. Like, I've never really had to, you know, uh, suffer any consequences for any decision in my life, and this is my face now. It's like, oh, God. That if, if there was that if there was ever a face made for a fist, that's the one. Yeah, dude's got the most punchable face known to man. Uh, <laughs> and that's not us advocating violence. That's just the way his face looks. Sorry, people. That's just yeah. that's just how it is. I mean, look when you look at a when you look at a swimming pool, you want to jump into it, right? That's all we're saying. You know? <laughs> RVT, here we RVT. We we keeps it real. We keeps it real. Okay. <laughs> but we do so. try to keep it right as well. <laughs> yes. <laughs> bam, bam, bam. Uh. <laughs> I'm so ashamed of that car horn noise. Uh, <laughs> hey, you can edit it the real uh, edit in the real yeah, one. Uh, okay. When you're working on this. <laughs> um okay so now that all the shitty you know shitty people in politics are we've covered that yeah let's talk a little bit about falcon and the winter soldier yes yes uh 
Do you want to start off or should I? Dude, start off. Go ahead. Oh, all right. So Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Um, this is uh, just like WandaVision. It's a proper continuation of the <laughs> emotional fatigue that we were left with um, at the end of Endgame because it was, you know, it was like 10 plus years of of storylines just sort of culminating into an epic event. Um, but as we all know, the MCU uh, soldiers on, uh, so to speak. So uh, we pick up following the lives of Sam Wilson and Bucky Barnes, just sort of on their own, uh, going about, you know, the events of a post blip world. And I got to say, uh, the way they're formatting the show, they still have plenty of fingers into the utter fantastic nature of the MCU, you know, wizards, cyborgs, uh, and what have yous. Mm. Um, but keeping it within the realm of a sort of uh, Captain America and the Winter Soldier political military intrigue um, that was a real distinct flavor and I'm, I'm really really enjoying that especially the uh the fleshing out of the relationship between bucky and sam um as as they as they've been interacting like they're it, it's it's primarily like a, a a buddy cop format but there's something more complex there there's there are times when it's getting like really serious and i'm like oh for example when Bucky told Sam, you shouldn't have given up the shield. Like, uh, Steve gave that to you. You shouldn't have given it up. And Sam is just like, you know, I I have my reasons. Like, that, that shield represents a lot more than, you know, what Cap stood up, up for. Like, look at the world right now, you know? It's like, there, there it, this is bigger. That shield is bigger than me. It's bigger than you. It's bigger than everybody pretty much and i was just like whoa this is really deep writing like what do you, what do you think about uh their relationship so far um i do believe that it i i do agree that it is a buddy cop uh kind of feeling to it it does feel like a lot like um yeah like Riggs and murtaugh you know kind of like <laughs> like like buddy cops like they, they just don't start off really kind of liking each other um they have a begrudging begrudging respect right now i i i can't wait for them to uh actually become best buds I, i'm assuming that happens at the tail end of the series hmm. um with whatever unifies them um so far i i really love their dynamic it's and it it took a while because that first episode i was just like um they were primary they were mostly separate and then Mm. you know once they started getting together and and really kind of you know focusing on finding out who the flag smashers are and their agenda and then (laughs) the addition of zemo Mm. it's mostly kind of like begrudging respect but it was it, like uh, the 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 thing about uh, Marvel is what they get right is the human interaction uh, that when it gets dramatic, right? They so 
basically whereas WandaVision was like an exploration of grief that was this was more of an exploration of um PTSD hmm. especially with uh with the Winter Soldier um with Bucky who's like basically trying to you know keep things together and especially like remember when they had that uh that whole heart to heart in front of the psychiatrist um Bucky and and Sam yeah like they're sitting really close to each other and and basically uh Bucky like kind of blurts out you know uh that he feels that if Sam if if uh Cap was wrong about giving Sam the shield then he was wrong about him yeah like Ooh. being being a good man yeah Ooh, that was that that was some Uh, real deal therapy right there and it's something that i mentioned on a previous show like i feel like there should be some sort of uh super powered or super oriented therapist in the mcu because there's a lot of fucking trauma and um i think that this therapist uh she might be a good candidate for this role like um, at some point, they need to hook yeah, her up definitely. with Wanda Maximoff because. Uh... <laughs> oh, dude, there's a lot of there's a lot of fucking there's there's so much like uh, psychological uh, mana to mine there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but also, I, I, I don't know how uh, you got to have balls of speed, uh, balls of steel to, to be a therapist for superheroes who could basically like if wanda like just loses it like after trying to like get her to admit that she's got childhood issues Mm -hmm. um she could turn you into a fucking like dildo you know (laughs) you're a dildo now (laughs) or she's like oh no Or she warps reality and she's just like, oh, now you are dating Matt Gates," And it's like, no, please oh, just okay. kill me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we like to put a little taxes in our robot sometimes. <laughs> I just want to give yeah. a shout out. I. She doesn't listen to the show, but I want to give a shout out to Adepero Oduye, who um, happens to be somebody that I have met several times in real life. Uh, lovely person, wonderful actress, and she plays Sam's sister uh, in Falcon and the Winter Soldier. And I got to say, uh, she's doing an amazing job, and I'm hoping somehow her role is going to be expanded. I don't just want to see her in this series you know i'm hoping she's an ongoing like recurring character somehow i'm just putting it out there in the universe so take take it as you will yeah man i i also hope uh that bigger things await her obviously like it's a smaller role in the mcu but i'm hoping it leads to like bigger things you know yeah um because uh she's also an actress where i was just like oh man like i and you know the first the first time I ever saw her in anything, unfortunately, was in. Ah, I hate to admit this, but at the time I didn't know. So uh, I watched. I was a big fan of the show Louis, Louis C.K.'s show. Ah, uh, yes. 
and she was in one of the funnier episodes. Um, and, um, yeah, I, I just really, from that moment on, I was just like, who is this person? I'm going to follow this person's career like a <laughs> maniac. <laughs> <laughs> Like the killer, like that evil, you know, uh, what's it called? That that sociopath from the movie Sliver. Um, <laughs> <laughs> just a bunch of cameras, you know, uh, a bunch Christ. of a bunch of big big TVs and UB40 playing in the background. <laughs> wow, what a callback! Fuck. Oh man, but I'm not uh, a maniac. I'm sorry. I don't. I don't want to make myself sound gross. I'm not. No, Gates here. No, but <laughs> he's just gonna be. <laughs> he's just gonna be the punching bag for quite some time because yeah. he deserves of it. Of course, yes, yeah. But um, yeah, this uh, this episode we're up to episode three now of uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, and I got to say, it kicked into high gear. It it introduced uh, in a in a bigger uh point of the plot baron zemo and we find out that he's filthy rich you know he's he's a baron as he told sam and uh he's got a private plane um pretty sure he's involved in bitcoin i don't know but he uh <laughs> yeah because <laughs> it seems yeah, like seems all, the type it seems like all villains are involved with bitcoin these days but uh yeah. that's me casting a really wide Eastern stereotype <laughs> <laughs> he's an eastern european scumbag right he's a, he's like a <laughs> warlord or whatever exactly so, it's not far-fetched <laughs> bitcoin be thy name so um or any other cryptocurrency i don't know um whatever so uh what was i gonna say uh oh yeah yeah so zemo uh they said zemo free which i was like I, I, I didn't see coming, you know, <laughs> but at the same time, it was just like, you know, when 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 Bucky was basically delivering this whole speech about how Zemo could possibly escape. I'm just like, I bet you he already did it. I bet you he already did it like a fucking scumbag. He already did it, didn't he? <laughs> um, and he did. I'm just like, this is the worst idea known to man. Why would he do that? But I guess it led them somewhere. Right. Dude, the point where Bucky actually came to Baron Zemo's uh, cell and Baron Zemo started dropping the words that used to uh, put Bucky into a trance when he was still fully the, the Winter Soldier. Um, I was like, wow, what a dick thing to do. And I mean, because <laughs> Bucky right. was just like, that doesn't work on me anymore. He was just like, <laughs> I didn't think so, but I wanted to see your reaction. I was just like... Bucky should punch him right in the prostate just for trying that shit. Cause that's cause that ruined his life. It ruined his life. And it's like, Oh, you're going to try that shit. All right. Cool. Cool. Dude, now you're just going to pee blood Romania? for two months. <laughs> yeah. And it's not going to guess what? It's not going to be your all beats diet. It's real blood. Okay. <laughs> So, um, yeah, that that was really fucked up because because Bucky's just like, you know, when all that shit went down, he was just buying a, 
a plum in Romania. People forget <laughs> that he was just like on his way. He was just like, I'm on my way. I just want to buy some fruit, get myself some sweet goodness, go back home and watch Romanian TV. I don't know what's on. Super Mario Brothers, the movie. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. Oh, those poor Romanians. Jeez. I know. <laughs> Um, so, uh, so, and then, you know, he was kicking it. His life was set. And then all of a sudden fucking, you know, Zemo comes along and basically, you know, makes him at fault for basically pins the whole, you know, death of the Avengers on him. He like, he was mm-hmm. the linchpin there. Yep. Yep. He really was. Yeah. He really was. Um, and got, and basically put him on Wakanda's shit list for quite some time. I mean, I don't want to digress too much, but if there's anything <laughs> from that movie, from Captain America Civil War, that sticks out in my mind is the way T'Challa was on Bucky's ass anytime he turned around. Like, Bucky couldn't walk down the street. He couldn't eat a piece of fruit without T'Challa being just like, surprise, motherfucker, and that is just getting... <laughs> Getting into a fight with him. I'm pretty sure, and I, I, you could quote me on this, there's a deleted scene where Bucky's just sleeping in bed and he rolls over to the other side of bed and it's just T'Challa right there, you know, in, Waka- in the, like a Wakandan <laughs> row. He's just like, surprise, motherfucker, this is in a dream. And then they get into a fight. I just imagine, like he he just turns around and like you know he gets the surprise and then he the uh, Bucky just screams like the dude in the first Godfather movie like when they find the horse's head in the in the bed he's like ah, 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 ah. oh man but uh, but yeah I'm sure I'm sure that Bucky hasn't forgotten about that so he's ready to um. At least I hope he's ready to put the hurt on uh, Baron Zemo uh, he, if he steps out of line way uh, too far in this series. But uh, if if I got to highlight anything from episode three of Falcon and the Winter Soldier that made me literally like yelp out loud, um, it was toward the end of the episode. And um, uh, Bucky's walking with Sam and he says, you know, uh, I'm gonna take a walk. I'll I'll join you. I'll join you in a second. He was like, "You good?" And he was just like, "Yeah, I'm good. I'll be right there." And he picks up a bead off of the street. And at first, I was just like, "What is this? Is it a listening device?" And as I take a closer look and I see the markings on the bead, I was just like, "Oh shit! This is Wakanda tech." Yeah, the uh, from the from the get go, as soon as I saw the way there, there's like this certain groove in the bead. Yeah, I was just like, ah, oh, shit. Now <laughs> shit has gone off the rails because because, uh, you know, that means the door Milaje is on your ass <laughs> you on your ass. And when he uh, finally met up with uh, basically the second in command of the door Milaje. Uh, in the alley and she's like uh, I want Baron Zemo I was just like oh well she's gonna get him you know and uh, yeah one way or another and they're not gonna ask again (laughs) 
No, they're not going to ask again. No, dude, uh, I feel bad for Bucky because more likely than not, like he's going to get he's going to be driving along and a spear gets like like slams into the front of his car. He goes flying. And that's when all the hot dogs fly in the air. And then he's just like, what the fuck? Hot dogs? Since when? And then he just catches a bunch at like 90 miles per hour in his mouth. Like, oh, man. Zack Snyder's Falcon and the Winter Soldier. <laughs> oh, perish the thought. <laughs> Dude. And then, like, he does that, that fucking Winter Soldier slide with the arm. Like, he, he's clawing at the <laughs> asphalt. Like, he comes to a stop. But he's got, like, that, like he's got like a, a hot dog in his mouth and a couple, like, slam into his face at, like, 90 miles per hour. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, shit, man. Oh, that's a thing. You can't, I can't unsee it now. I can't unsee it. But uh, It's like Zemo well, dancing. Oh, that's the gif. That is the gif for like the rest of the year. Just, you know, the one arm pump like, yes, I am getting down too. (laughs) This is how we do it in Odessa. No, because it's not. (laughs) Sokovia isn't. I don't know. Is it Russia? I don't know. (laughs) This is how we do it in Sokovia, you know. (laughs) Fist pump. We still do these moves, yeah? (laughs) <laughs> oh that was my great. god um one thing i will criticize uh, falcon and the winter soldier at, and i'm not the only person to do this because i saw that collider had the exact same point mm-hmm. um collider.com uh they this show has a weird villain issue hmm. the uh, we're halfway, th- like it's only six episodes. Mm-hmm. We're halfway through it. And I don't think that the flag smashers are all that bad. Um, I kind of actually kind of like what they're doing. Uh, what are they, like, what are they doing? They're basically are advocating for, uh, no borders mm-hmm. and they are, <clears throat> they're feeding, uh, uh war, uh, uh, like uh, basically uh, victims of war, refugees, mm-hmm. and um, you know, basing basically making sure that they receive uh, supplies like food and water. I'm just like these don't strike me as villains. I mean, sure they punched, uh, you know, jackass cap around, but <laughs> I mean, who hasn't wanted to do that, right? Hmm. Well, uh, in America, we call those kinds of people terrorists, and I don't appreciate you (laughs) taking sides with uh, freedom fighters or people who care about (laughs) the the downtrodden. No, let me stop. Uh, No, I'm with you there. Um, You can tell that they're going to lose their way a little bit, but uh, their basic message, yeah, I'm definitely down with. Yeah. Uh, And... And also, I'm like, the real villain of the story is the power broker who hasn't shown themselves, himself, herself, themselves. But I can only suspect, I I suspect it's either going to be Red Skull. Ooh. um, Or um, 
uh, Zemo himself doing mm. it, like leading a criminal organization from prison, mm-hmm. or um, it's Agent 13. Sharon Carter? Sharon Carter, yes. Hmm. She's played both sides of um of the Avengers before. So like, let's not forget in the comics she actually kind of contributed to the fact that Steve Rogers died. He took a bullet. Spoilers wow. for the uh, when the death of Captain America that run. <laughs> wow. So. That would be that would be something out of left field. Um, I'm hoping that uh, that uh, the the power broker um, is either some remnant of Ultron or uh, holy sh- shit! Whoa, that would be that would be kind of <laughs> wild, right? Right, or uh Shmi Skywalker and let me just justify that it's because <laughs> i think that is a story thread that has been left dangling that some somebody i don't care what franchise whether it's star wars or not has to pick up i just think it's too good to just leave on the table so i mean how blown away would you be if shmi skywalker was just like you know um all those years in slavery just made me realize I'm not going to take shit anymore. So I'm I'm running, I'm running tin, I'm running tings, you know. So. <laughs> Whoa! When, when did fucking you know Shmi Skywalker all of a sudden get a fucking West Indian uh, accent? You know, Caribbean accent. She, she uh, spent some time in Saint Lucia. She was just like, I want to be in a place that's hot. <laughs> But that actually has water as opposed to dry ass Tatooine, oh. you know, so. Um, fuck, man. She does strike me as the kind of lady that does, you know, when they go down for those uh, those cruises, they're the ladies that get those um, the the they get like white girl, uh, uh, white girl uh, 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 cornrows. Oh, my I mean? God. <laughs> you know what I mean? I know what you mean. So many white girls that go down and they they take those fucking cruises, man. They're just like, I'm going to Puerto Rico and I'm going to Sandals, <laughs> and I'm I think I might let go and have myself a little pina colada and see what happens, you know. And it's like, and then they come back like with that fucking do. Remember, <laughs> so many. Oh my god, I've seen countless like. Uh, <laughs> predominantly white ladies getting that that fucking like they come back with cornrows and i'm just like what the fuck you have fucking called them out because that's a thing that's a fucking thing <laughs> yeah that's right it shouldn't be a thing but unfortunately it's a thing and it needs to stop <laughs> cancel culture is alive and well on the rvt show and i'm canceling white women with cornrows that, that get the cornrows specifically on their Caribbean cruises. Oh my god. <laughs> oh, oh man. Oh man. But uh there are only 3 episodes left to this series and I can't wait to see what happens. I mean, it's been good from the beginning. This third episode has kicked it up like two notches. So, 
you know, I'm, I am in, I'm in for a fuck. I can't think of the saying. I'm just, I'm just in all the way now. Yeah. I, I have a feeling I know how it ends and spoilers. Mm -hmm. It's Mephisto, right? (laughs) Now, are you channeling, uh, Eric Voss from the new rock stars? Is that what you're doing? <laughs> I'll never tell. <laughs> Yo, shout out to Eric Voss. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, dude. Uh, really quick, because we're running. We're, now we're running short. Um, uh, I'm yes. gonna touch on Kong, like Godzilla versus Kong, right? Yes, yes. This movie. Godzilla versus Kong. I saw it. I was, I was very stoned. <laughs> it, was, it was very nice movie. Great for, like, dude. Is it not a great excuse to buy yourself a fucking big ass screen TV? Because yes, I know times times are tough, but man, if you <laughs> could manage to, oh, first world problems, right? Oh. <laughs> RVT, <laughs> purveyors of first world problems. Anyway, this sounds so, so elitist to be like, you need a big screen TV to watch it. But dude, it's so good. <laughs> no, you, you hit it. You hit it right on the head. It's uh, there's so much detail in the monster uh, beat downs. It's just like you just need to have like your face completely uh covered in yeah. it you know so um yeah yeah this is a this is a big screen kind of flick don't don't stream it on your phone it's it's just not going to be very yeah, satisfying don't. yeah watch it on your tv do yourself a favor kick back watch it it's worth it because as this movie a silly and like kind of balls out like this movie had the kind of um attitude that Aquaman had where I'm just like the balls on this movie. Wow. Um, can't really believe it because they went because I, I, I don't understand the timeline here. So I saw uh, uh, Kong Skull Island. I saw the first 2014 Godzilla. One was set in 19 in the in the Late se- in in the mid seven early to mid seventies, mm-hmm. uh, which which was Kong Skull Island. Mm-hmm. Uh, Godzilla was set in the twenty tens, mm-hmm. and this one is set. Uh, wait, Godzilla King of the Monsters was still set in the twenty in in the twenty twenty tens, twenty twenty right mm-hmm. max. This one is set in a future where it's like the future in Independence Day Resurgence. And for those who didn't watch it, um, it's a future where it seems like technology has become magical, right? Uh, where like ship, it does it does have a callback to the to the actual Godzilla versus Kong movie. Mm-hmm. Which has, you know, ships aiding and abetting Kong's illicit activities. <laughs> I make him sound like he's a fucking terrorist. 
Um, <laughs> but he is kind of. Uh, so. Uh, so yeah. So basically, they, they've got these magical ships flying around with like it's it's basically turned into Pacific Rim. Basically, without the Jaegers. <laughs> it's like it's almost also, like it has proto Pacific Rim. You're right. You're right. Yeah. And then I, I don't I didn't understand the use of um, Mexican actors for the lead to be uh, the figureheads of an evil corporation modeled after Tesla because it did <laughs> seem kind of Musk Enterprises, but it was led by Walter Siemens, <laughs> who is also. <laughs> The voice of the bumblebee for Nasonex. <laughs> there is only one voice for that bumblebee, and we all know who that is. Uh, yeah. I but know. if you it's need, but if, if you need an, a, a knockoff actor, then you go get uh, Simmons. <laughs> yeah, that guy. Um, and you sure I was, it's George I was... Simmons and not Jorge? <laughs> I don't know. I'm, no, he said his name was Walter Simmons. Oh, Hello, oh. my name is Walter Simmons. And I was like, no, it's not. Stop <laughs> doing that. Come on, man. Oh, yeah. Come on. Come uh. on, man. It's not, eh, manos. No vas a decir que tu nombre es Walter Simmons. Puta, <laughs> man. Cuidate. Oh, God. Dude, you've, you've painted a whole new reality for me. I'd love to see a Godzilla or a Kong film that takes place in Latin America. <laughs> Just to see, because the people would react Dude. so, so much differently. I mean, a whole lot more cursing, let's put it that way. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and I don't think the cartels would have any... Uh, would have any part of it they'd be like listen man you can fight wherever you want but it better not come into my territory you know what i'm saying <laughs> no i don't care what the fuck you're trying to tell me okay man <laughs> you don't want this problem say hello to my <laughs> <laughs> say hello to my little friend and then, you know it's a jaeger that is dressed like tony montana or <laughs> it's just like you know with the white suit <laughs> comes at him with like an M16 <laughs> it's like boy man drug money can make anything happen <laughs> yeah I know that's when fucking the king of monsters became a mule <laughs> <laughs> he's perfect man when he goes when he jumps into the ocean nobody can track him <laughs> the world is ours we moved around a, a mound of coke the size of an island. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, I, man. I don't know how to feel about this. I, I can't <laughs> imagine. Anyway. I can't imagine whose job it would be to uh, to get the coke out of um, Godzilla's ass, you know? <laughs> King Kong. Apparently. <laughs> oh, well, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. Or Mothra, right? It would probably be Mothra. Oh, jeez. Poor Mothra. 
What are we Mothra doing? Mothra is like the, uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Mothra is like the 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 Captain Phasma of this whole universe, right? <laughs> really cool. Like when they show up, and then it's like, boom, they're gone. True. Very very true. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, let's get back down to the movie. Yes. So we went off the rails a little bit. Yes, we um, did. So, um, so uh, the special effects are spectacular. They're great. Yes. Uh, the sound design is awesome. The story is what it is. It is. It's a. It's like Pacific Rim. It's a story, right? <laughs> but you're not in it for the story. You're not in it for these characters. You're not in it for fucking. Um, Brian Tyree, uh, I forget, damn, I forget his whole name. Um, he's basically, uh, I, I keep calling him Paperboy because that's his <laughs> name in Atlanta. I'm just like, it's fucking Paperboy. <laughs> um, but uh, I, I love that that actor. I, I would watch him in practically anything. I love that dude. He was great. I, I saw recently the uh, the Child's Play remake. Surprisingly pretty good. He's in that. Um, and in here, I was just like, I don't know. I don't particularly care about his character. He's like a hacker who's got his own podcast hmm. and he, him and fire fist from Deadpool two and 11, um, <laughs> uh, they get into Scooby-Doo-esque shenanigans. <laughs> Meanwhile, you're just like, you shrug your shoulders and you wait with bated breath for the next throwdown between, uh, King Kong and Godzilla, which is which is, it's basically awesome when it when it happens when they fucking throw it out. It's it's absolutely amazing. You can you can feel like every hit and feel the actual fight for dominance between them. Um, that part when Kong came after Godzilla with that special axe from you know that he acquired in the Hollow Earth, which was basically a side mission that you that you would see in any modern video game. But uh, he got the he got the axe. Uh, he got it charged up during the fight with Godzilla. And he brought the pain. He brought the pain. Yeah. The fact that they went into the hollow earth, uh, it, that moment was when I was just like, the fucking balls on this movie, man. The <laughs> balls on this movie. Really? <laughs> They're going to go full, like, they're going to throw, a like, a crazy fucking concept like that up against the wall. And it's stuck. Like, I was just like, I, I'm I'm enamored. This is charming. I love this. This is silly and, and fantastic. We're like, okay, good, fine. This is what we're doing. Hollow Earth, sure. Yeah. Uh, you know, a temple with where with a throne for God, for King Kong where he picks up an axe and basically becomes Thor. I'm like, all right, sure. And then, and then the movie's like, no, wait, then Godzilla blows a hole into the middle of the earth <laughs> right over the temple that King Kong is in. And I'm just like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm on board. You know, you're giving me all the Coke I want. Like I'm on, I'm like, let's, let's race this car. <laughs> So, oh god. Shit, man. This movie's fucking like it's fucking out of its mind. <laughs> that moment when 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 they're just like uh they King Kong comes back 
to Hong Kong. Was it Hong Kong? Yes. Yeah. I'm like, it wasn't Madripoor. <laughs> Although the two look so similar. They do. They do. It's a neon city. <laughs> they proceed to throw down. Now, I was on the side of Godzilla the whole time because I fucking love Godzilla. I know you were on the side of Kong, but dude. Because uh, I'm an American. Godzilla whipped ass. What? <laughs> Sorry. I, I didn't see. mean to make I didn't I mean see. to make you're this dividing. political. <laughs> yeah, you're dividing this agro- across party lines, bastard. <laughs> How dare you politicize? Cancel. You're canceled. <laughs> so you're on the side of Godzilla. Yeah, I'm on the side of Godzilla. And then the movie was just like, "No, wait, there's a Mecha Godzilla." And I'm like, "You're fucking kidding me. I want to see all of it." <laughs> And it, dude, it delivered. I was, I didn't expect to see monst- Mecha on monster action, <laughs> and the whole thing delighted me. I was like, a, a, you know, a kid in a candy store. I was just like, I loved it. I fucking loved it. Yo, Mecha Godzilla came out and kicked ass. Like I've, I actually felt like I should have called some sort of number for uh godzilla because i was like this doesn't look like a fight this looks like abuse there were times when godzilla had this look on his face like yo what the fuck man this is this is bullshit where does this metal version of me which which seems oddly familiar to me i feel like i fought this guy before um (laughs) alluding to uh the fact that they they use you know gamora bits in um uh, in this mega Godzilla, like the brain and stuff. Ghidorah like that. bits. Ghidorah, Gamora. If it was Gamora. If it was Gamora, <laughs> you know, whatever. It's one massive universe. It all gets uh, mixed up. But uh, uh, yeah, there was there was a whole lot of ass whipping going on. Even King Kong was just like, "God damn, I got to get involved in this." Yeah, yeah. It was. It was. Um, look, the the fights were were pretty much what I wanted, and that's what I got out of the whole the whole movie <laughs> um so i i sincerely can't you know there's nothing to spoil about this movie really <laughs> um because the whole movie is just i mean you see every plot twist coming a mile away but boy it's just a delight you know <laughs> they even like they even take a page out of the old King Kong, the old school, you know, 60s, 70s Godzilla versus King Kong. And they make, they resuscitate Godzilla with, with like, basically <laughs> electricity, right? They, it's just like, Pretty much. He's a defibrillator on him. I can't even say that word. Don't ask me to say it. They made a defibrillator out of the hover ship. Uh, again, speaking to the... Uh, Independence Day resurgence level of technology in this fucking film like um, <laughs> it's like yeah you have anti-grab technology but sure let's build a giant robot why why not you know um, but uh, yeah they, they totally all they needed to do was yell clear and uh, and it would have been like an episode <laughs> of uh, Skull Island ER you know <laughs> Like they get a giant George Clooney to like you know come down and be like, stay with me. Um, I'm Batman. No, you're not. You're like a, like King Kong is like, 
<laughs> no. No, you're not. He signs. <laughs> he signs, no, you're not. <laughs> yeah. You're not Batman. You're not my Batman. <laughs> it just reminds me of, like, remember that, that uh, ape from Congo? And it's like, what, what was the name of that ape? Do you remember that movie? Oh, my Congo? God. Yes, I do remember that. I actually kept thinking about that movie while watching Godzilla versus Kong. I At some point, I just wanted Kong to go, you know, ugly gorilla, you know, just signing ugly gorilla. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> you're, you're a piece of shit knock off ah <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a deep movie cut right there man yeah i know uh i think we should cap it there because uh, uh anymore we're just gonna go further down the rabbit hole yes so. yes <laughs> Wow. Uh, what a show. <laughs> this has been I'm Pablo Morali Martinez. And I'm Ernesto Mancibo. And together we are the Robots versus Taxes program. On Radio Free Brooklyn. And just really quick, I just want to give another shout out um, to uh, two shows. I wanted to give a shout out to The Rodent Hour. And, of course, our friends at The Hoof. Yes, yes. Uh, download them where fine podcasts are found. Um, and uh, uh, what else? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Um, there <laughs> is a music studio that is being... <laughs> uh, there's a, a music studio in Atlanta that really needs our help uh, to get its feet off the ground. Um, and this music studio will be primarily run and contributed to by people of color and black, black artists. So, uh, be sure to visit punk black. They have a GoFundMe. Uh, they have an Instagram, follow them, uh, and donate, donate. It's for a good cause. They're trying to, you know, build, uh, creativity, uh, like a creative outlet in um in community in communities of color so i think that's an awesome thing to do please that's don't. dope that's uh, dope um yeah and while you're out there always try keeping it real but you should try keeping it right song of the week Give it better, take it away